honey. Forget it. Hey, you were great. I couldn't be prouder. It was just bad luck. Daniel, you would have won if they hadn't cheated. Just leave me alone for a minute, okay? We'll Hi. be outside. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one bad luck minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today, one more time from Edge of Tomorrow Minute, are David and Todd. Welcome back, guys. Back again. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is Minute 117 of The Karate Kid. It begins with Tornamental Protocol. I I made that up. And ends with uh, Daniel in Misery. Um, tournamental. I don't know if that's actually a word. <laughs> we'll say so for now. Yeah. <laughs> but the protocol I'm talking about is the, yeah, the rules that the announcer is informing us of as Daniel's being carried off that says under rule 31 dash two, Daniel LaRusso has 15 minutes to return to the ring. If LaRusso is unable to return, John Lawrence automatically will be awarded first place by default. Ooh, default. My default. favorite way to win. <laughs> yeah. Default. Default. Um. Yeah. I don't know. You know. I. I can't imagine what Johnny's thinking right here. Like, uh, if I win this way, I won't be able to fight him. But then again, the deal will be over, and I can just ambush him wherever I want now. <laughs> it won't be the same thing. <laughs> He's been building this up in his mind this whole time. He's gonna have an audience. He's gonna humiliate this guy in front of everyone. Yeah, but it's also like, again, the the whole thing where, you know, Johnny was looking forward to facing him. But now it's like, even if he does face him and beats him on like a bad leg, he he's still like had he's still impaired. You know, it's not yeah. like he's it's a fair fight. Yeah, nothing is going according to plan for him. So, <laughs> you know, poor Johnny. Yeah. It's almost uh, like Chris doesn't care if Johnny and Allie get back together. <laughs> I actually, uh, we did do an episode on the uh, Cobra Kai uh, comics, the pre- prequels to the series or whatever. It was. It's called Johnny's Story. And Chris uh, was very much against Johnny dating Allie. <laughs> like Johnny would get so mad about Daniel and Allie and Chris uh, was not into it at all. Um, making him do push-ups on his knuckles as a result. Um, okay, so we go to the wide shot here again, uh, and we see the floor one more time uh, as Daniel's being carried out. And I noticed that Bobby is like on his knees with his back to uh, – but I think that's what the ref has you do, right, at the – like if somebody is uh, – there's like a timeout or something like that. Um, you're supposed to like turn around. Yeah, right? he does that to someone earlier. Yeah. It has a, somebody you know, was doing that on their own earlier, be, like – when Daniel came into the ring, they were already yeah, facing yeah. away from him. Yeah. Rufus Schneider. I, I almost forgot his name, but it was yeah. Rufus Schneider. <laughs> yeah, I think um, he has uh, Johnny do that during the the fight with uh, Daryl. You, you yeah. hear him. You tell him to go to your line, turn, That's kneel. Right. You don't see it, but he says it. So it it it, it does look pretty sad, though. It, it you know <laughs> watching it here, like Daniel being carried away, and you know Bobby, who's definitely upset about this, is now like on his knees. Like to the crowd, like, forgive me. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> He's facing the rest of the Cobra Kai's and in, Crease at that point, right? So it's, yeah, it's like that's he, true. he hasn't he hasn't even gone over to them, you know, regardless of whether he's been excused from the match in the mat, he is making a symbolic gesture to stop 
before he goes back and joins them. You know, it, it's almost like he's obviously not refusing to to go to them. You know, but uh, it almost gives that that look, that impression. Right. Uh, the, yeah. Then we see we actually see the Cobra Kai's next, and Chris is applauding. <laughs> yeah, I love this part. He's happy. He's what like, is Yay! he applauding? That heart, kid got hurt. He's being carted away. Yay. <laughs> yeah, is he applauding Bobby's performance? Uh, no. Is he applauding Daniel's... Uh, yeah, Daniel's uh, suffering. I would think yeah. he's applauding. Well, the he's rest of the crowd... his own ability to make these guys suffer. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the crowd is applauding. Like, they, they come in the past couple... Or in the past minute, they kind of go through two waves of applause, right? There's one that where they start applauding when Bobby's disqualification is announced. Some of the yep. crowd starts to applaud. And then uh, when Daniel's being carted off, he gets that like, oh, the the injured person is still alive kind of athlete clap, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That, Good job. Up. Good job. Yeah, like, you're still alive. Yay. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what the crowd is applauding for. And Kreese is just throwing his <laughs> sarcastic applause into that. Kreese is, yeah. let's just be real. Kreese is uh, applauding for himself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did I that. Did that. and i love that johnny tommy andrew shoe and even the big guy are all glaring at crease at this point (laughs) they're all giving him side eye (laughs) and i love the i i I don't know i have i have uh my video paused on this part and tommy is tommy's looking almost fearful (laughs) like what did i get myself into um Hmm. but uh it's very quiet in the background as we go into this next scene, but I will say that in the script, the announcer says, you know, before the championship match, we have a demonstration by the Fu Jiao Pai Kung Fu School of Chinese Spear and Sword Fighting. So it's basically, I, I looked all that up, and I guess uh, Fu Jiao Pai is Tiger Claw. So it's Kung Fu fighting with, uh, with Tiger Claw technique, hmm. um, but like a demonstration. Yep. That seems random at a karate tournament, but I guess a cross promotion. Yeah. yeah just whoever we had in town that would be willing to do a demo. <laughs> I just was, I just pictured in my head, uh, this, the sound of Carl Douglas over the speakers. Like, Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, yeah. And then, uh, in the script also, Johnny, uh, Chris actually looks at Johnny and says, he tells him to warm up. And uh, Johnny hesitates, but then he obeys. Um, but uh, in the movie, we go to the locker room and we have a nice overhead shot before we close up on them. And this is, the, of course, the locker room that Daniel was getting dressed in and got bullied by Dutch. Um, but there is a revealing mistake because if you notice the mat underneath uh, his cot, it it you see the S U N of uh CSUN, which is uh, the, the college they're actually at is California state university, Northridge. So whereas on the tournament posters, it just says state university. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. I would never have yeah. noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, D- Daniel's getting his knee examined and the doc says, uh, I'll inform the judges. You did well out there, young man, but Again, I go to the rehearsal, and th- there's even more lines that they cut out. The doctor says, well, it appears that the metatarsal is pulled from the femur. I suggest you put some ice on it from now until we get you to the emergency room. You're going to be off that leg for a couple of weeks, son. 
And so I was like, what was that gobbledygook you mentioned at the top? Like, what are metatarsals? And uh, I, do you guys know what metatarsals are? I thought metatarsals uh, were toes. Yeah. Yeah, they're the bones in your foot. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how That's is it? Cool. Yeah. So the metatarsal is pulled from the femur. <laughs> what? Oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah, that's typically how a foot works, but yeah. yeah it shouldn't be there anyway. The, the, like, yeah. The... I'm, I'm glad they didn't put anything specific in there. Right, right. Like, uh, it's clearly wrong. Like, the toe bones are not connected to the femur. Like, there's a few <laughs> things in between there. Well, I mean, need, my, need my to toes are coming out of my thigh, so... <laughs> Well, this is a mutation we tell you not to talk about on the podcast, man. <laughs> Nobody understands. I do love uh, that the doctor's got his like stereotypical leather doctor's bag that no real doctor has had for the past, you know, fifty years. Thanks, doctor. Oh, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I just play one on a movie. I, I am. I am glad, and, and I think I meant. I think I heard you start to say this, Todd. That like we don't have actually have like a, a clear medical diagnosis in the movie. He's just like, I'll inform the judges. You did well. <laughs> yeah, because if they had a clear uh, diagnosis, then people would be going, "All right, none of this makes any sense. There's no way this works." Okay, doctors should have just looked at it and been like, "Oh my god, that's <laughs> that's not right." Oh. <laughs> I'll go inform the judges. Your you toes are sticking out of your leg. What's going on? We may have to amputate. <laughs> but I, do, I think it's, isn't it kind of strange that there's no discussion though? Like the doctor doesn't say, would, you know, should I inform the judges? He just says, nope, I'm going to go tell the judges that you're not coming back. Even though you've got 14 more minutes or whatever. I think the doc has gets to make that call right but the weird yeah, thing about it is is like you know he daniel gets quote unquote fixed and there's no like discussion about like uh going to the doctor getting him to change his diagnosis in order to reverse it's just ali runs to the announcer and it daniel's back in <laughs> and then the ring announcer asks him how's the leg son and that's all <laughs> yeah. it takes i'm fine i'm yep. fine yeah so uh i wonder like you know, maybe this is all in his head, much like, uh, much like Miguel and Cobra Kai. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, um, all right. So, uh, yeah, the doctor leaves the two officials that were with him, join him. Uh, so we have, um, yeah, I, I just wrote down, the the officials thoughts as they're leaving. Like, yeah, he's not going anywhere. We can go. <laughs> he's going to be there. Um, so Daniel slams his hand down and says, damn it. And Lucille tries to soothe her son saying, you know, doing the classic Lucille stuff. He's just like, Hey kid. Hey guy. Hey honey. Uh, uh, you were great. <laughs> um, and says that, you know, is, is just bad luck. And was, was she not paying attention because this was a clear conspiracy. <laughs> right? It's, it wasn't bad luck. It's bad luck that they conspired against him. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Some additional lines in the rehearsal actually speak to that. Uh, Allie it interrupts her and says, it wasn't bad luck, it was bad people. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Allie and I are on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad they cut that line. <laughs> also in the rehearsal, uh, Lucille says, tells, tells Daniel that your dad would have been so proud of you today. Oh, so. boy. The hint of uh, we find what happened to Daniel's dad. Um, but yeah, Allie does say like you you would have won if they hadn't cheated. So she was paying attention. 
Yeah. To which uh, Daniel's tired of these this woman fo- the woman folk talking to him and says, "Just leave me alone a minute, okay?" But I don't know. <laughs> I pick on it, but I think he, I think he's being as polite as he possibly could be, being in you know severe pain, I assume, <laughs> and crushing mm-hmm. you know m- miserable defeat. It is a hard time to put up with the fluffery, yes. Yeah. Yeah, get it. You love me. <laughs> doesn't Give help me a right second, now. would you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, honey, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> <laughs> is that supposed to be there? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lucille and Allie leave. We'll be outside. So, uh, um we go now to uh, Miyagi, who starts to follow as well. <laughs> I love that Miyagi is like, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> Just walks, starts following them out. Nice knowing you, kid. <laughs> Not even like a good job or, a, you know, oh, you did so well, Daniel. Or, you know, I'm very proud of you, Daniel. He's just he just hears just leave me alone a minute. And. It is it, just like, okay, <laughs> just honoring his request. That's all. Yeah, like, yeah. Alone means alone. Even you, Miyagi, get out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Daniel stops him and asks if he had any chance at winning. And Miyagi says, win, lose, no matter. So I have to, of course, uh, now I have to quiz you guys. Uh, can you remember what he's referring to uh, when he says win, lose, no matter? Do you remember... When when he when he said that before, <laughs> uh, wasn't it when they were in the truck after having visited the Cobra Kai and setting up this whole situation? Yep, right around uh, I think when they were walking through uh, his yard after the okay. getting out of yeah a little later than that yeah Close. not that much later but like and the line is uh, it, I by the way I'm going to say it's minute fifty four because <laughs> we're a minute minute podcast. Um, the line is win, lose, no matter. You make good fight, earn respect, then nobody bothers. So Miyagi thinks, hey, we're done here. You know, he did. He put up a great fight, and uh, everybody saw it, and they cheated, and, and they. And then he got squi- then he got squished like grape. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, man, in the middle of a road. <laughs> he should have brought that quote in. <laughs> I think I'm going to have some wine after this. Why is that, Mister Miyagi? <laughs> oh, no matter. You're looking a lot like a squish grape. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Daniel says, uh, that's not what I mean. And Miyagi leans in and says, hi. And he's starting to say something, but we have to unfortunately stop here. Um, So, uh, yeah, uh, I wonder what's going (laughs) to happen. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say about this minute in particular? Uh, I didn't have anything, Dave. No, nothing for me. Okay. Um, well, I, the podcast is running a little short today, so I've been promising. Uh, we had a bit of feedback, um, and uh, we had Nicholas from Argentina write in and was hoping uh, we could read his story on the show. So I'm, I'm going to take this moment here to uh, read what he says here. Uh, he says, uh, and by the way, anybody wants to write, uh, we can we take emails at karate kid minute at gmail.com. And it's great to hear where people are from, uh, when you write, um, he says, uh, he's from Argentina and he says, um, I'm a martial arts practitioner and karate lover. I've been listening and enjoying your podcast since months ago. And I wanted to tell you a story that happened to me some time ago. This is one of the most beautiful stories that I have lived. And I call it drinking mate with Mr. Miyagi. 
every Saturday when I was a kid, my father used to rent VHS movies that we watched together, and that's how I met the great classics of the 80s that marked my childhood. Among them, one of my favorites, Karate Kid. My dad was passionate about karate. That movie was one of his favorites. He loved drinking mate. Mate is an Argentine drink similar to a tea you would drink with a pipe. He used to go with the thermos with hot water under his arm and his mate cup everywhere. And on Sundays, he used to relax by pruning his bonsai. I lost him when I was 18. He was like Mr. Miyagi to me. When the idea of filming The Karate Kid came up, they needed to find someone who could play the most important role, the wise and beloved Mr. Miyagi. No one doubted that the right person was Sensei Fumio Demura. His look, his talent, his career, his unsurpassed ability in karate, his Japanese accent, and more than anything, his way of being made his way of being made him the right man to play the character of Mr. Miyagi, since he practically should not act but do of him of himself. Fumio received the script, read it, and realized it was a very leading role, that he had a lot of words to say, and he spoke little English. He had experience in smaller roles and had played a stuntman in several films, but he did not dare to. With the sincerity that characterizes him, he said, I'm sorry, but I won't be able to do it. The production then contacted Pat Morita, an American stand-up comedian of Japanese descent and a great knack for imitation. And Pat Morita said... I would love to play the character, but I don't know anything at all about karate, much less speak Japanese. I don't even have an accent. I was born here in San Francisco. The production responded, don't worry, we know you have a great ability for interpretation and imitation. We wanted you to imitate Sensei Fumio Demura as much as possible, his accent, his voice, his techniques, his messages, teachings, metaphors, everything. That's how Pat Morita met Sensei Demura. At first contact, he was already impressed by his talent and ability, but more than anything, by his humility. Pat Morita told the production that he would play the character, but he wanted Fumio to appear in the movie and be his double in all the scenes where Miyagi does karate and obviously appear in the credits. I put my face on the character, but Sensei Fumio Demura is undoubtedly the true Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita used to say. This is how a relationship of friendship, mutual admiration, and inseparable brotherhood began to emerge between them that lasted until the death of Pat Morita on November 24th, 2005. Undoubtedly, we all remember scenes like when Daniel-san is chased by the Cobra Kai in skeleton costumes at the Halloween party, and they corner him against the fence to hit him. And so Mr. Miyagi appears jumping from the top to defend him with karate movements of enviable precision. Who we see there is Sensei Demura, demonstrating a small part of his abilities. Among the Sensei students, we can find Bruce Lee. He taught him the Kabuto movements to use the nunchucks, and many actors who he prepared for films when they required karate movements, such as Steven Seagal, Sean Connery, Wesley Snipes, Chuck Norris, among others. Today, the sensei is 80 years old. He has a karate dojo in Santa Ana, California. I've dreamed all my life to meet him. The story of his life shows that he's a living legend of martial arts. I had to travel to LA and I was able to get in touch with him before traveling and he invited me to his dojo. I wanted to bring him a gift, something typical of Argentina. Maybe a good wine would be good, but the sensei told me he did not drink alcohol. I would like one of those pipes that Argentines use to drink tea, he told me. I couldn't believe it. I was killing myself looking for what to give him, and all what Sensei wanted was to drink mate. I traveled to L.A., arrived at his dojo in Santa Ana, and announced myself to the secretary. Mr. Demura is not feeling very well. He did not come to the dojo today, but let me call him and inform him that you came. My disappointment at that moment was huge. I traveled thousands of kilometers and waited so long in my life for this moment. I wanted to see the sensei, but mainly I wanted him to be well and healthy. I was about to leave the dojo when his secretary called him on the phone, and when he cut him off, 
When, when he cut off, he said, Mr. Nicholas, the sensei wants to see you. He's waiting for you at his house. Please follow my car. We followed his secretary to his house. I couldn't believe it. I was going to Mr. Miyagi's house. The sensei <laughs> received us with open arms, very tired, and is doing a treatment for his health. But I know he'll be fine because he's a person with superhuman physical, mental, and spiritual strength. We talk a bit. We exchange a few words and a very pleasant chat. I gave him a very good mate kit. And luckily, my wife was there to teach how to prepare a good mate because I don't drink. I have no idea. A small bag hung from sensei, Sensei's cane. He took it, opened it, and from inside, he took out a small and very beautiful stone carved by himself and gave it to my wife. The stone was carved with a kanje that means uh, peace. Then he looked at me and said, for you, I have a special one, and I want you to keep always keep it in mind. He took out a new stone that he selected very carefully and said with her calm voice, this is your stone. The stone that Sensei pre prepared for me said Nintai, which means perseverance. The instant he gave it to me, my eyes filled with tears. In front of me was not only Fumio Demura or Mr. Miyagi or living a legend of martial arts. In front of me was my father smiling, drinking mate again, reminding me never to ever give up. Hope you like it and thank you for the podcast. So thank you so much, Nicholas, for that awesome story. Yeah, that <laughs> wow. was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, I I had heard of uh, Fumio handing out um, origami um, uh, cranes, or just he produces origami. Yeah, when you if if you ever meet him, um, and uh, uh, but that's so cool. He's giving away stones as well. Sounds like a generous guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I want to uh, try. I want to try some mate now. <laughs> right where, where can i get it it is super caffeinated so get ready oh all the better <laughs> yeah yeah i like caffeine <laughs> all right well uh we come to the end of our friday podcast and this is really kind of a uh, freeform improv kind of conversation here that we ask our guests like you know um you know talk about anything spoiler you want uh usually it's uh you know, this is kind of made for people who might have gotten the beginning minutes of the movie and want to talk more about the ending stuff. But you can talk about anything in the franchise. Have you seen Cobra Kai? Have you seen the sequels? Um, I'll I'll throw it to one of you, <laughs> whoever wants to go first. I managed to finish uh, getting all the way through Cobra Kai last night. Uh, nice. Normally, yeah, normally my wife and I watch it together, but uh, I think we got to the uh, fourth episode of the third season um, when Kumiko shows up. And she had a premonition that uh, Daniel was going to be unfaithful, and she didn't want to watch anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, and that was weeks ago. I'm like, dude, I've, I've got a podcast to be on. I need to know these things. So I went ahead and watched them all last night. So I was happy to go to her this morning and tell her, okay, so that's stuff about Cobra Kai you were so afraid of. Don't worry, everything's good. Yeah, I, I was worried about that too when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, that's Kumiko. And like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Glory of love, you know. Yeah, that's true. You forget the song sometimes, and you're like, "Oh, damn song." I think uh, uh, the Karate Kid is responsible for one of the first times I really realized the magic of acting. Um, and it's not from the movie, any of the movies or the TV show. When I was in Chicago, um, we used to frequent a storefront theater that did all these sort of goofy musical parodies, and they did one called. Uh, Mr. Miyagi the musical it was essentially <laughs> the first two movies done into a musical uh, and it was like less than an hour long so it was very abbreviated but uh, I went and saw it one time with my friends and this is a very small theater like 
maybe less than 50 people. And, uh, you know, the budget for the props was probably 30 bucks. So <laughs> very low budget, but very, very fun. And there were all these bits in there that seemed like someone had messed up and they just did something funny to cover it up. And it was very amusing. <laughs> and then I went, uh, one of my fr good friends that wanted to go with us missed it. And so I went back with her like a week or two later. And some of the stuff that seemed like a mess up that was just the, a funny thing that they recovered from, they did it again in the exact same way. And I was like, what? They totally <laughs> fooled me with that. So <laughs> not the movie Karate Kid, but yeah. the the Karate Kid, the, the concept, the franchise made me realize that actors are good at what they do and they can make you believe whatever they want. So <laughs> I would love to see that musical. <laughs> I, you will you will never it was probably like 15 years ago and uh, uh and i i'm not even sure the theater company exists anymore but it was called the new millennium theater group in chicago so if you can yeah somebody much must have a vhs yeah it's, it's possible yeah yeah uh and of course they are putting together a karate kid musical uh on broadway um that's slowly coming together but obviously um it, it's been a little hard to do that now but um I'm now by meaning we're talking in 1984 and nothing bad is happening, but you know, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to see that too. If that ever actually uh, comes to fruition, I, I might just have to just hop a bus to New York and just see it. <laughs> uh, I have to, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, David, Todd, thank you so much. Uh, you honestly would have been able to stay longer, but Matt cheated. And now the whole place is being you know the whole you guys everybody's disqualified everybody's everybody is oh man sorry, sorry. ruined uh, it for everyone matt didn't watch his control <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but uh thank you so much for joining us this week uh david todd uh please uh let everybody know again uh where they can find you yeah you can find us at our, our main site edge of com, or you can email us at edge of minute at gmail.com or uh, come check out our, our listeners group on Facebook. No jacket required an edge of tomorrow minute listeners group. It's really, you have to really type in that whole long thing because I'm, I'm bad at naming things. So, uh, speaking of no jacket required, but seriously, what's your Twitter handle? Oh, sorry. It's, it's called live, die, retweet. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Somebody else named that one. So, uh, I, I really hope you caught the but seriously joke there. Uh, I did. Uh, okay, thank, thank you, you very much. I thank really you. appreciated that one. Thank you. That's another day in paradise for all of us here. Oh, uh, man. Karate Kid Minutes. <laughs> you know, I could really feel that one. <laughs> in the, in the air? air? Tonight. Tonight. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Ah. Well, that brings it right back to Cobra Kai and back to Cobra, uh, Karate Kid. And I uh, want to let everybody know, uh, tune in next time for... And until next time. No, that's not what I mean. I had good chance.